1: Let's get your flex on! Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon.
5: Greetings and welcome back in for another edition of I Want Your Flex, the fantasy football podcast inventing session. We all come together, one big family. I'm Mike Harmon, alongside me, our producer and our defensive a- expert, right? He keeps us safe as well. It's our guy, Ryan Bershinger. Later on, Dan Byer will be by to give us his one reasons, the starts and sits that he's pointing out for this week. Uh, I hear they're pretty spicy. Uh, we've got our rankings and hot plays, cold sores, ninjas, etc. cetera. Uh, Bursch, week nine already. We're on the backside of this NFL season. A lot of chaos, and we've got about a third of the teams going to a backup quarterback.
6: Yeah, which is uh, which is fun for a defensive streaming week, right? Can, sure, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, good, to, of... good news
5: for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give me another young quarterback. By the way, um, on Thursday, the uh, Raiders went out of their way to wish Jimmy Garoppolo a happy birthday. <laughs> Big social media presence uh. to say, hey, thanks for being the backup. You'll never see the field again. Otherwise, we'll owe you a lot of money if you get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times. No uh, question uh, about it. But, yeah, it is it is that time of year. We're starting to get towards the holidays, and we're hitting that point where, depending on your league, uh, yes, some of your league mates suck to where participation starts to dip and things get a little dire on the uh, waiver wire. I'm seeing less and less activity in some of the leagues, obviously, in our guillotine league with your purchase uh, of the contract of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> trying to make some waves look i had to do it a couple of weeks ago and grossly uh overbid my guests i have not seen i mean obviously i don't have access to what other people bid but grossly uh, I, uh bid for over the top for uh, justin herbert uh i remain alive with a team that i am bringing from the scrap heaps uh this week in one of my guillotine leagues i've got to pray that the surge of Taysom hill touches continues as in guillotine leagues he is qualified as a tight end and he's number two behind kelsey over the last four weeks
6: uh yeah i uh guillotine has been just an absolute wild ride i i make up for the fact that i put in a lot of money for lamar jackson with Um, I got Justin Jefferson on a very nice discount I feel like Um, and uh, which which will be a a nice bonus hopefully if I'm still around when he does eventually return to the field Um, but yeah it's it's it has been a a wild ride and especially with uh, with with trying to navigate waivers with a lot of big names on by this week Um, a a lot of stuff to get into so let's let's kick it off uh, Harmon. let's get right to your uh, your rankings first off your top five quarterbacks for week nine
5: now I've had a lot of success at the quarterback position this week I or this season this week I don't feel particularly great like the matchups for the guys up top aren't spectacular. And then you look down the road, and like we said, a lot of young quarterbacks, a lot of learning experience out there, uh, a lot of potential chaos. But let's get after it uh, and just go straight to the top. You'll have to get up early to watch it over in uh, you know, in Germany, but we've got Mahomes in Miami. He comes in at number two behind Josh Allen uh, against Cincinnati, uh, looking for that offense to keep uh, moving. And look, Allen does it all, right, and taking it uh, on the ground himself. I, n- I know there's uh, – A lot of hand-wringing over the use. He he missed some practice time, but he'll be expected to go against Cincinnati as we get it going. I mentioned Mahomes going up against Miami, showcase game in Germany. A lot of hand-wringing. Schedule was set, you jerks. Uh, So set your alarm, get your ass out of bed, uh, just have an extra cup of coffee. Uh, We saw it a long time ago. We lamented it at the time. You know, it's like going to the dentist. You schedule it because you know, and and you hate doing that even. But then you get the call to remind you. You've got the dentist appointment. You're like, oh damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's right in the middle. That's kind of what this game feels like. We saw it on the schedule. Said, Why would they? These are two... And then it goes away, and then all of a sudden it's next week live from Germany. It's like, ah, oh, you sons of – ah, oh, whatever. Uh, anyway, Mahomes looking uh, to make magic happen, still waiting for that offense to click. It's been a, a little clunky, particularly that game against Denver in the snow. Uh, how much of that was Mahomes and everybody being sick in the locker room? But they only told you about Mahomes. Uh, we shall see. But an opportunity here. Dak against Philadelphia, fourth most – Fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks um, starting to cook a little bit uh, with that offense. Again, wish they would have gone out at the trade deadline and gotten a receiver, but that's, I guess, why I'm not a GM. How about Derek Carr against the Bears? Does it not feel really weird to put Derek Carr in a top five of anything? But the Bears, third most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. We've watched the secondary. I am curious to see how Montez Sweat fits in and if he can uh, give them some dividends uh, on a pass rush up front. I just don't know how good the uh, secondary is holding up. And when you can dump the ball off to Kamara, we'll get to him in a minute, uh, you've, you've still got some ability to accrue some numbers, not to mention the New Orleans defense getting after Tyson Bagent. Yeah, opportunity knocks. And then finally, Jalen Hurts on the other side of that matchup against the Cowboys. I know it's not as sexy because you look at rankings – well, we're going to push the rankings to the side uh, a little bit here, expecting him to move and and get some stuff done on the ground as well, even if he's wearing a leg brace, because uh, you know he just gets up and leaves press conferences when asked about his leg. Bush. <laughs>
6: oh man, yeah. Looking at the top five, um, obviously Derek Carr is the, is the choice that's going to raise some eyebrows. But I was looking at uh, uh, streaming options at quarterback just earlier, and Carr has been very consistent since he got out. Kamara um he, he, Kamara he's feeding him the ball on passes and uh, not throwing downfield as much but the fact is is that for the last four weeks you've, you've gotten very consistent play from Derek Carr nothing huge nothing stellar because the the big touchdown games haven't been there this feels like an opportunity where he would get a, a three maybe four touchdown game right because the the matchup is definitely there he's been very effective with 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 the uh, the short passing game which should uh open up some deep pass plays so i like kamara or, 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 i like Derek carr is a very strong streaming option at quarterback this week
5: yeah we got to tip the uh the nod so let's just go to the running back ranking yes. so kamara's first there you go. i mean hands down and and literally on the sheet that i wrote this all down on burst there's a large gap before <laughs> number two uh it wasn't intended that way but that's how it came as as you start uh, filling up the slots look at kamara over the last three weeks uh, Five weeks since he's been back, right? He's finished as an RB1 each of those weeks. The back-to-back weeks, top five here against Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Great opportunity here against the Bears. He was seventh against New England. And the big thing, as you mentioned, you're just looking at crazy targets, receptions, and efficiency in the pass game, including those two touchdowns against the Colts a week ago. Number two, Saquon Barkley against the, the Raiders. Are they inspired? Do they play great football? Well, they'll, they'll be inspired How great a football they play, I don't know uh, But the Raiders, fourth most fantasy points allowed to running backs Look, we're at the point where it's just feed Barkley the ball And, and see what he can do uh, Jonathan Taylor, number three against Carolina A little bit of a shocker, perhaps uh, Second most fantasy points allowed per game thus far for Carolina uh, For all the talk of the defense uh, You can get him on the ground um, I, I, I'm hesitant here Austin Eckler against the Jets But Jets 10th most fantasy points tied uh, for 10th most fantasy points per game allowed to running backs and where you can make some hay. He's not much in the run game right now, but he's going to get the ball dumped out uh, to him a a bunch. Uh, So I would expect some activity there. And then B. John Robinson. Again, the target count is where I'm looking for him to make some hay, right? We're, we're looking at last week, five targets, zero receptions, but he's got three top ten finishes uh, on the season. And I think uh, things click a little bit more uh, with the change at quarterback, including getting him a little bit more space by working downfield in the pass game.
6: I agree. And as we've talked about this week, uh, you can definitely upgrade all factions of the, the Falcons offense with Taylor Heineke at, at quarterback. With Jonathan Taylor, uh, it, it feels like just a matter of time where until he does really start to get going. And of course, people forget that um, yes, the, the contract situation was a thing and all that, but the reason why he hadn't been playing for the first part of the season was because he was coming back from an injury, uh, and he still definitely has had to to nurse it a bit and, and ease it back in, and because of the fact that Zach Moss has been so effective for them, they've been able to take it easy with uh, with bringing Jonathan Taylor back to full force. Uh, this is a game where you feel like you can uh, 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 get a very strong workload for Jonathan Taylor and, and really start to get him going they started to get him going last week and then uh, got a little banged up and then they went to moss more heavily um but I, I feel like this is definitely a strong opportunity for jonathan taylor to be unleashed once again
5: yeah we had the injury issue that we were worried about but also the fact you know he, he was still waiting to get paid yeah uh so yeah i'll come back once you pay me and now that they've paid him It's uh, all systems go. And Zach Moss has been fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. One of the great uh, additions for for fantasy owners over the course of the year. But uh, it's Taylor's time to run now. Wide receiver position until they stop him, A.J. Brown. Uh, leads our wide receiver parade going up against Dallas. Again, the rankings say, uh, you know, they're one of the best units in the game for fantasy purposes against wide receivers, against everybody and all comers. But uh, we look at A.J. Brown on such a heater. He's the guy I'm just putting atop the list until you figure out how to stop him. Uh, Because week to week, it has just been fantastic. On the other side, CeeDee Lamb gets an upgrade. He's all the way up at number two. Why? Because the Eagles are worst uh, against wide receivers. Uh, Tyreek Hill going up against his own old squad. And while I, I think... The Dolphins' offense may have some hiccups along the way. Remember, Kansas City, one of the top defenses in the game, points allowed under 15 per game, uh, and against wide receivers, they are sixth best, but he's Tyree Kill. He's already at 1,000 yards. You are not stopping him. You are only hoping to contain him. Wait, I probably owe someone $7 for saying that. Uh, Stephon Diggs going up against Cincinnati. Again, looking for some points to be scored in that one. And then Adam Thielen, three top five finishes on the year. Perhaps a little bit of a surprise for you. Uh, Some whispers about trade targets and all that other stuff. Doesn't matter. He's still there. Rock solid as the number one for Bryce Young.
6: Yeah, targeting that, uh, that Eagles-Cowboys matchup is, is definitely a, a strong way to go. Uh, even though the Cowboys have a strong defense, as you mentioned, they are giving up a ton of fantasy points to receivers. So it is a, really a, a, a very good matchup for the passing games in general. Um, I, I will see in your ninjas because I, I feel like there's also a couple of deeper plays in this game in the, in the passing game that uh, that you can definitely stream here and um, yeah seeing Adam Thielen being uh, so productive and so consistent is just we talked about him in our in our uh, uh, frustrations and loves episode um, uh, yeah Thielen just having such a, a strong season it's, it's been a ton of fun to watch um, so let's uh, how about we take a break here and then on the other side of it, we'll get into some hot plays, cold sores and ninjas. How about that, Mike?
5: Let's get it on. Let's go down the uh, the list and uh, good, bad, ugly and and wishing and hoping for week nine.
3: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
4: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
3: And then you have China.
5: All right, we continue here. I want your flags. Get Ryan Bershinger on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. Listen to the Swing Shift podcast as he laments Corey Seager winning another World <laughs> Series, this time as a member of the Texas Rangers. My favorite part of all the post-game pressers and everything, Bersh was being asked why the Dodgers let him go. <laughs> <laughs> stared at the reporter said i don't know and you hear a voice come over next question <laughs> i don't know uh, i like I watching him stare blankly into that guy's eyes for a minute
6: yeah yeah i i wish
5: we don't i'm sorry, it. buddy. it's
6: okay it's okay, okay.
5: From, uh, let, let it let it breathe for about 24 hours and then you and bo can go back and <laughs> and and record and and lament that uh, and start talking about the hot stove how about that yeah, that's it's fine it, it, people people tend to overlook
6: that right? it was the we had to sell a bit of our soul to win that 2020 world series and that was the fact that that we got to sh- we showed Corey seager what it was like to play in globe life and he was like you know what i really like this uh he also knew their hitting coach and uh and yeah the the 380 million or whatever in texas that doesn't is not, hurt uh, it's not the the same as 380 million in california but hey you
5: know, especially you don't lose that 10 right <laughs> yeah, off yeah. the top exactly. state tax and you look at his home road split since he's gotten there my yeah. goodness yeah uh, 305 <laughs> batting average and extra base hits for days. All right, enough of that. Yes. Uh, so, uh, sorry,
6: buddy. <laughs> That's
5: uh, you can listen to the Swing Ship podcast wherever you get your podcasts, you know, even where you found us here on I Want Your Flex. We appreciate you. Dan Beyer will be by in just a few minutes to talk about his uh, Give Me One Reason start and sit for week nine, going uh, and looking deep through the numbers and, and trying to find the diamonds in the rough. Just like we do here, uh, let's get into it. The hot Plays uh, a couple of guys at each position for week nine of this L- National Football League season, and I'm going with a guy who got the um it wasn't really a vote of confidence. Uh, a lot of I don't know what we have here in Green Bay, and that's Jordan Love going up against the Los Angeles Rams. Maybe this is one of those streaming uh, options for you. Again, given the craziness of the quarterback position, maybe this is a daily fantasy based on his valuation. But an opportunity here against the Rams secondary, and I know uh, you know they try to sell some positivity. You got Stafford who's banged up, waiting till game time before we know whether he plays on the offensive side. But certainly defensively, they've had their lapses. And Love has an opportunity here, at least for the moment, to stave off elimination. See what I did there? I went right back to baseball playoffs uh, in how we're doing it. C.J. Stroud going up against Tampa Bay Secondary. Uh, you know we, we've we watched him roll in, in some big numbers, some opponent parts of that receiving core who will add to our lists here in a minute. But an opportunity uh, against the Bucks. They They've got some – positivity on the defense but they can be had in the passing game so let's see uh Joe Mixon going up against Buffalo 12th most fantasy points allowed Mixon another guy in the running back position that quietly it's starting to turn up a little bit but because the attention paid to Joe Burrow because of all the slow starts the fact that the Bengals had been written off and let's face it the running back position is a mess, uh, so Mixon rises up. Uh, Rashad White going back to that uh, Tampa Houston game. Houston thirteen most uh, fantasy, or actually the thirteenth best fantasy points allowed per per game. But with White, the the thing I'm looking for him to make the uh, the move is. You're starting to see it more and more in the passing game. So an opportunity to add on um, just a couple of quick points. Look, I don't care if it's one catch for one yard. That's another 1.1 points uh, to my roster And I have him invested, full disclosure, uh, on several teams. How about Garrett Wilson going up against the Chargers? Worst pass defense against opposing wide receivers? Yes, that's even including the Bears' uh, effort. Sorry, i got to take my (laughs) swings where I can. Uh, But Zach Wilson is a guy, he's a curiosity, right? That's be another, like, one of those daily fantasy wing and a prayer just to screw with people uh, on a a big primetime game. Chris Olave against the Bears. We talked about Carr. We talked about Kamara. And Olave, an opportunity here against the secondary to make some noise. And then finally, a guy. I debated putting him in the Ninjas just because he's just been cast aside, cast asunder. Uh, All the regime change with the Las Vegas Raiders, it's almost like they're just going to say, hey, Rook, go throw the ball around, Aiden O'Connell. Go make some things happen. So Devontae Adams makes his way back to the hot plays list. If nothing else, they'll force feed him and even in the last couple of weeks the targets have been there just the operational efficiency has not been
6: i i agree i i definitely can see the raiders just forcing the ball as much as they can to Devonte adams with this new regime just to to prove to him like hey we uh we want to give you the ball we like you Devonte. trust us please um also looking at this as you mentioned like joe mixon um, he he's been a very almost like under the radar solid fantasy running back and he's coming off his best game of the season last week Um, he is a little banged up but uh, assuming he's a, a full go he's a he's a great play uh, people have not really given any attention to, to Joe Mixon in fantasy this season and it's not like he's been he's been bad he's he's definitely been solid especially given the the way that running backs are are, are just falling left and right but yeah he's Coming off of his best game, that Bengals offense is getting going for the second half of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if Mixon is a a top-10 fantasy running back.
5: Yeah, just looking at it the last couple of weeks, right? Odd, even kind of situation going uh, rushing, going back to the game against the Rams, 65 and a score with 19 carries. (laughs) Uh, Then the Tennessee game, fine. Uh, Arizona at 81 yards, 25 carries. And then obviously the effort against San Francisco at a big – nationally uh, televised game and it all became about Joe Mitt and Joe, Joe Burrow and I get that but 87 yards and a score from from Mixon you see him see him in the passing game he's got 19 catches on the year so opportunity if, uh, after a slow start to start making some noise so I would agree he was one of those buy low candidates hmm. Uh, as, as we got things going here. All right, let's go to the cold source for the week here. Week nine of your National Football League season. Uh, mentioned it before against the New York Football Jets. You know, Eckler will get his point per reception and maybe some yak and everything, but I got to be a little bit nervous of what I'm seeing from, from Justin Herbert, particularly second half of games they've been absolutely inept uh moving the ball and finding the end zone down the stretch so he's there you'll still start him because like me you either paid a lot to get him in a guillotine league or you drafted him highly uh but this one's difficult we go back again mentioning tyreek hill in the wide receiver rankings to a Tonga Valoa, this is not the not the matchup you love to see here. Uh, you you do because you roll out of bed early on a Sunday and there's the game from Germany. But uh, boy, I tell you, this this one's a tough tough call, right? The Chiefs have been so good defensively, and everybody's worried about the offensive woes. I still think it f- gets fixed in the end. Uh, but that's football analysis for fantasy purposes. Tua, just temper your expectations. He's in your lineup. Uh, I've got him as a back-end QB1 this week. Still there. Again, the quarterback position being the mess it is, uh, you're going to start him. But this is one, and, and you always are trying to maximize Bursch, but it feels like for this week, you got to dig a little deeper to go steal from the Princess and the Frog.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: See what I did there? Yes. Uh Yeah, you're a big Disney guy, so I can do that with you. All right, Tony Pollard going up against Philly. Uh, we've watched some of the struggles, again, with the trade deadline passing and the Cowboys doing nothing, still confusing. That's fine. Uh, you might get a little bit uh, of a uh, love uh, in the in the pass game, but against opposing running backs on the ground, good luck against that defensive front. Mm-hmm. Not seeing it there. Um, you've got the other side of the matchup, right, with, with DeAndre Swift, who's been one of the great stories of the year difficult matchup going up against that Dallas front and then two wide receivers DK Metcalf my own personal hell with him of do I start him do I not terrible matchup going up against Baltimore one of your top defensive units in the game six best uh, against teams for fantasy purposes against wide receivers and then Mike Evans going up against Houston quietly third best against opposing wideouts. He's got his streaks. He's got all of the big numbers, and he'll certainly see a target count. I'm not expecting huge returns this week, though, against the Texans.
6: Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans.
5: These we, are... we don't we don't go and take uh, middling guys here right. first. It's yeah. all about big game hunting <laughs> of guys that you know you may be forced to start based on your rosters or yeah. reputations or just not wanting to outthink the room, but make the case for all of them to find their way uh, out of your uh, glory <laughs> positions this week.
6: Yeah, absolutely. These are these are big names here, and and something that scares me um i will be with you and and jason smith on monday night where uh the jets and chargers will be playing um and this is this is a terrible scenario for us but this kind of feels like a trap game for the chargers right doesn't
5: it though (laughs) Doesn't yeah. it feel like one that yeah. they screw up somehow? <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I'm thinking the same exact thing. And, and yes, with Jason Smith, for those uh, that haven't caught, all, caught on or you've just joined the podcast, my partner Jason Smith, we do the show on Fox Sports Radio 7 to 11 uh, each night. Massive Jets fan to the point where losses crushes soul like he's seven years old. <laughs> And winds make him scream with glee, running around, creating noise like he's seven years old so uh monday night could be tortuous especially if you're on the verge of getting cut in guillotine yeah. I mean, there's going to be just a, a glass case of emotions there, literally with all the glass we have uh in the studios
6: yeah. oh man and and the the extra worst part about it is you would have to hear about it all week because frostberg will then come back on tuesday night and jason will just uh, uh heckle frostberg on a nightly basis oh maybe, i won't i won't get to talk on
5: tuesday i can oh. tell you that. Oh. Oh, like, re- regardless, because either Frostberg's crowing about the Chargers beating the Jets, or he's <laughs> yeah. telling Smith to shut his hole and move on to something else because of the other. Yeah. That's,
6: uh, this is let's a, just call it what it is. Uh, this is uh, I might just
5: take the night off.
6: You, you, you might have to. <laughs> <coughs>
5: I'm not feeling so well.
6: <laughs> oh
5: man! And that's got nothing to do with the fact, well, that that the Bears play. Yeah, uh, I mean. All right. Let's get to our ninjas here, and and again, we get to the the battle of the embattled. Uh, Mac Jones going to begin Washington. Mm. No Kendrick Bourne, but the second most generous team. They just traded away a couple of their pass rushers. How excited do you think Jonathan Allen and those guys were? You saw how salty he was with his presser uh, about losing in seven years, and I can't even say most of what he did into the microphone. He looked good doing it, though. I got to say that. Um, But an opportunity here. Mac Jones with all the heat, all the chaos, all the rumors. Right about the idea of even Washington trying to trade for Bill Belichick that came up this week. So much insanity, uh, but an opportunity for Mac Jones to show out here. How about Taylor Heineke? We've talked about him a lot on the podcast this week. Opportunity here against Minnesota, uh, especially when you add the fact that Minnesota putting in the young quarterback, wondering how well the offense plays. Does he give them a couple of turnovers whereby you've got a short field for Heineke to work? Yeah, this is an opportunity. If you're a Kyle Pitt owner or drake london you're 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 wringing your hands and and you're you know get some of that drool because the opportunity is finally seemingly there for you uh i joked about putting uh Devontae adams on the um ninja list well i did put his teammate josh jacobs <laughs> uh ninth most generous fantasy uh defense against running backs are the new york football giants again it seems like antonio pierce other than the hey i want to run through the wall for that guy our friend Will Blackman had the best line. because tell you what, you run through the wall first, show me, and I'll follow. I.e., the hole you created in said wall. Uh, but <laughs> Josh Jacobs, it seems like they're at least going to lean back in to their star players. And let's face it, Josh Jacobs' opportunity is going to be there because they're realizing – Wait, we're paying him how much for the final eight weeks of the season? (laughs) Give him the ball uh, and go with it. Uh, Chuba Hubbard going up against Indianapolis, uh, looking at a a bottom five against the run opportunity. Uh, Yes, Miles Sanders is there. I get it. But Hubbard's been the better back, the more effective back. Gus the Bus Edwards, who's been up and down from a fantasy perspective and touch count, Justice Hill, you name it. You got guys, not to mention Lamar with his carries each game. But Gus is talking it up that he wants the ball i like that i like the aggressiveness said hey my turn my turn to be fed so let's see if they actually do it and then two guys that one that we've loved the other one who appeared on the hate list uh it's nico collins going up against the buccaneers one of those guys that we have the um As I always joke about, you know, the old fantasy man crush that I've done for all these years, Nico Collins is one of those guys that was there that we would have been designing tattoos uh, around his number, his face, and whatever, Uh, going up against the Tampa secondary, looking for opportunity. And then welcome back to at least the ninja list, Amari Cooper. Deshaun Watson at last count expected to start, barring a setback before game time. (laughs) Um, Looks very excited to go against one of the worst past defenses in the game and a team that seems to be throwing up at least a white flag at half mass now all the clayton Tune versus kyler murray whatever else we'll see how that sorts out but at least in the interim they've got the uh clear path to the number one pick in the nfl draft i don't think they screw it up against cleveland the offense benefits this week
6: absolutely absolutely fully agree uh chuba hubbard is somebody i'm very high on this week and and as you mentioned i think people uh, need to fully pay attention to the fact that he's been the better back there in Carolina and what happened last week definitely shows uh, the way they're viewing him moving forward. It's a great matchup for Chuba. I just traded for him in a league, I think, uh, a, the second half of the season. I'm expecting big things there. Um, and a, a couple ninjas I want to toss out there. As I yeah, mentioned earlier, like with the uh, the Cowboys-Eagles game, I, I picked up Brandon Cooks and threw him in, in, in a flex this week. I like it. Uh, Going I, up
5: against that secondary, there is an opportunity through the deep ball and, and it's It seems like they're trying to finally get some return on an investment. Again, I'm I'm – still you know shaking my head just that jerry and and company couldn't find a way yeah. to bring a receiver in right but yeah. that would lead me to believe that mm-hmm. all right we we paid cooks we brought him in he's had success in the past throw the damn ball up over the top and let him make some plays
6: yeah yeah so it uh, it does feel weird to to come back to brandon cooks after the uh, tumultuous uh, uh <laughs> expectations oh, sure. prior to last season um but yeah no he's coming off of a strong week had a touchdown and uh The the opportunity is definitely there. You know, Sam Howell threw for four touchdowns against this defense. Uh, You have Dak very high in the rankings. And so, yeah, I I want pieces of that. Jake Ferguson is also a a great piece. Sure. And uh, so the the matchup's definitely there. So, yeah, hopefully that that Eagles-Cowboys game does deliver uh, high points for fantasy and in, in real life.
5: Yeah, as we look at it on the board, only at a 46-and-a-half over under. Mm-hmm. Eagles, the field goal favorite at home. Dallas has won seven of the last ten meetings, for whatever that's worth. Look, we, we work in Los Angeles, so we spent a night talking about the rivalry in regular season of Clippers versus <laughs> Lakers, and the Lakers finally right. breaking an 11-game streak. Yeah. Yay. Uh, same kind of feel here. Cowboys, a lot of wins in the regular season. What does it mean? Not a damn thing. Right. Except maybe for your fantasy uh, squad. Last point uh, before we uh, take a break and then bring in our guy, Dan Byer. We really don't have any huge over-unders. We've got like two on the board where you get a, a little bit excited. We talked about Miami and Kansas City. That's currently sitting at 51. Otherwise, the... Cowboys Eagles at 46 and a half and the Bills Bengals at 49 and a half. Those are your only other games above 45 huh. for this week.
6: Uh, it's, it's uh hopefully not not as many I, I don't have all the the spreads up but hopefully not as many like mid-30s as we saw last week well in let's totals. see <laughs>
5: cardinals browns 37 uh-huh. the uh thursday night game uh, that between the titans and and steelers had gone off at 37 or thirty seven and a half, depending on where you were shopping uh the bucks and texans 40 commanders patriots forty and a half. uh giants raiders thirty seven and a half. Oh. Uh, and then there's another couple of 40 and 41. So, mm. um, yeah, the the numbers being hammered down lower and lower. Hopefully, you know what? You outperform the market, and I'm hoping that your stock portfolios and whatever else you've got your time and money invested in does as well. He's Ryan Bershinger, at Ryan Bershinger on Twitter. Find me over at Swole Dome. Coming up next, we bring in Dan Beyer uh, for his reasons
1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To sit
5: and start players for Week 9 of your league as we wrap it up here on I Watch Flex for Week 9.
7: All right, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up with my give you one reason to start and give you one reason to bench. That's Mike Carmen. He's Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Byer. I'm giving you guys the 7th and 8th leading rushers in the National Football League in this segment, okay, surprisingly enough. But I'm going to tell you to start the guy who is currently 8th in the NFL in rushing. Okay. And the reason I'm going to tell you to start him is I think it could be, I don't want to say last Chanceville, but maybe last Chanceville. And this is with the addition of Leonard Fournette in Buffalo – James Cook this week eighth in the NFL in rushing, going up against Cincinnati, and I also think that Buffalo really needs to be diverse in this game. They can't just let James Cook end up or excuse me Josh Allen throw the ball all over the yard. So I am starting James Cook.
5: I liked it it's because uh, Leonard Fournette came in all yoked. Man, how many, best shape of his life, Dan Byer, I'll tell you what. Uh, But how sad is it that James Cook has been the the scorn of everyone, right? He has drawn the ire and the poison pen. He's eighth in the National Football League, averaging 4.8 yards per carry. You'd think the guy was basically grabbing the ball and falling down the way he's been talked about all year.
7: I am going James Cook to start this weekend.
5: I'd like to start.
7: And now, and Bursch is sitting there looking at the rushing totals right now, I think, as we speak. Number seven is actually the third. Kenneth Walker the third. Ooh. I think Baltimore's gonna say, Go ahead, Geno Smith, try to beat us. And I am benching Kenneth Walker the third. And what I think could be a low scoring physical game in Baltimore, but I just think Baltimore says We'd rather see if Geno Smith can beat us than any sort of balanced game.
5: Oh, I think you're 100% right. You know, that's why uh, DK Metcalf finds his way to the cold source, not just my own personal angst Mm -hmm. with DK Metcalf, as we expressed in our airing of the grievances episode uh, earlier in the season on the podcast as we hit the midpoint. But yeah, difficult spot. You got Charbonnet coming in and taking carries. And I I just like the message that the Ravens have been selling the whole time. It's like, it doesn't matter. We're not looking at season long. It's what's next. I'm not looking at power rankings or any of this other stuff from Lamar Jackson on down. And I think this is a big game to uh, have a, another big statement.
6: Yeah, it was interesting seeing Charbonnet outsnap uh, Walker last week. Of course, that had to do with Walker nursing an injury throughout the week. But um, it's just a bad matchup for running backs in general. Uh, so uh, Charbonnet was kind of seen as a, as a priority waiver ad this past week because of that snap count. And um, he, he should be rostered, but he can't be started. Just yet, especially uh, with the fact that Walker is, is back to health. Uh, but the fact that, yeah, the this the uh, the matchup simply isn't there for running backs in this one.
5: It's By the all- way, Dan also went against the Seahawks here. Yes, so you I know, he believes
6: it. <laughs> I do.
7: And that's my glass half full fandom. It also gameful last week, they didn't have the ball much in the second half. And when they did, they didn't do much with it until the end. Um, started out hot, couldn't get anything going. Still dealing with the issues on that offensive line. I mean, Jason Peters is forty-one years old and is seeing the field. <laughs> yeah. So there's so there's issues there. And I just think that line I think started at about five, maybe five and a half, and I know in some spots it's up to six. So yeah, so I'm going against the Seahawks running game this week. Bench Kenneth Walker III if you have the flexibility to do so. If not, you're obviously going to start him, but... And hey, Sunday night, see if James can cook against the Bengals. There it is, my th- boom. Yes, give you one reason to start or bench a guy, even though I gave you about three. All right, that's it. You guys did great with the rankings and hot plays and whatnot. Hopefully, we all get some good, uh, good vibes. Bursch is on this unbelievable staying alive streak in the guillotine <laughs> yes, league that we have here at Fox Sports Radio. So let's see if he can extend it another week. Although you don't want to extend it, you want to be safely yes. in the uh, in the uh, in the area spending a lot on Lamar Jackson. <laughs>
6: That's right. Uh, no more Monday night sweats. That's what I I'm like watching for. him
5: sweat, though, because he's in the producer studio oftentimes opposite me, Dan, and then you just see that uh, arms raised in victory, like he's Bender at the end of the Breakfast Club, walking across the football field.
7: Oh. You can pen that letter to Principal Vernon. I am still alive in the guillotine league. All right. For my Carmen and Ryan Bershinger, I'm Dan Beyer. We'll talk to you next time. Good luck in week nine here and I Want Your Flex.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.